Welcome to the Cultivate Network Podcast, where we're digging in, digging in on Christian living, leadership, and church planning. Here are your hosts, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters. As we continue in the church plant series, today let's talk about the family as we form and storm and we move forward. In this church plant, everyone that's involved in this team, the family has to be 100% on board in this as well. If the family's not going to be on board in this and the family's not in one mind and one accord, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be really, really hard. But I think back about when we uh, stepped out and, you know, we got together as a family, and I'm just talking about my family uh, just in particularly. I mean, this is something that we prayed about a lot as well, diving into it. Uh, we knew that the vision was there, and, you know, we felt like God was leading us that way, but we needed clear vision that we would all be in, in together, you know, to move into it. And for the family to come together and to pray and to seek the face of God, I think is so important on this to be part of this team. To, that way that the vision is clear for, for both, for, for everyone involved. That way everybody, knew, everybody knows what the goal is. Everybody's on board and they want to see the glory of God revealed. So for the family to come alongside and to get on board, it's so important. Not only for, not only for the planter, but for the team that comes along as well. Because it's all, the whole team is a planning team. Mm -hmm. They're all a planning team. Uh, Why why in time past, uh, farmers years ago, most of them had huge families because the whole family helped plant. They helped plant, they helped sow, Mm -hmm. they they helped in every aspect of it. And Mm -hmm. most of your big farmers wanted a big family. That way that they would be more hands. Let's just be honest, there was more hands to help in that process. And then, as time moved on, uh, that was kind of ingrained in the youth as well. And so the I kids. think what you're saying yeah. for all church planters out there is have a lot of children. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> hey, blessed is the man the Bible says hey, that hath his quiver full. It's the word. Absolutely, okay. it's right. the word. You know uh, how great it is. But I'm going to make sure Heather hears this podcast. Uh, Heather's my wife. <laughs> I don't want to get punched out. <laughs> I don't want to get punched out. But nevertheless, for the family to be on board, Jamie, you have to admit, man, if the family's not on board, if yours are not on one mind and one accord, man, it's not not going to be something that's, and it's not easy in any aspect, way, shape, or form, but the family has to be bought in with the vision of God. Well, the family can't be the one sitting on the sideline while while the leader, while the one is out there doing the work and the thing, and the family's kind of an afterthought or a second thought, right? Yeah. Uh, Too many families over the years have suffered as sacrificial lambs on the altar of something called ministry man that's tough and they're laying on a laying on a church pew sleeping under a church pew while while you know we do whatever but then they're 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 outside so so the statistics are are truly remarkable how many uh pastors children or leaders children stray away because of because they were the peripheral. There wasn't really. They were a part of that pastor's 
toolbox or that leader's mm-hmm. toolbox, but mm-hmm. but not involved. But you can see that we know we know several families that have generations and generations of of great amazing leaders, and the reason why is is the family was involved. Yeah, and there wasn't in the peripheral in the background while well they were actually involved and in taking part. So the family, uh, you know, I, I jotted this note down for myself here. If the family isn't a part of it, the family will be pulled apart by it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, if, if they're not a part of it, they're going to be torn apart by it. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking about uh, two of the most Famous individuals when it comes to church planting in the New Testament are two by the name of Priscilla and Aquila. Tent makers. Tent makers. And there's an entirely whole podcast that we're probably going to dedicate to these two and, and Paul soon. But, but we won't go there quite yet. But these two were a married couple. They were, they were responsible for pioneering a work with the, with the support and leadership of the Apostle Paul, friendship of Paul, a church plant in Corinth, who when you reading First and Second Corinthians, uh, these two were the seed work, right? The, 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 the ones that cleared the ground and, and planted this work there in their home. Uh, so it's neat. It was a family, and, and, and when Paul's writing, he specifically calls out both of them. He didn't say Aquila. He didn't say, you know, Priscilla. He, he, he usually referred to them both the same. I don't know if it's because our names are so cool to say together. <laughs> they do kind of just roll off it the tongue, don't they? Priscilla and Aquila. But I don't, think, I don't think that's exactly what, why Paul did it, right? Paul did it because they were both key, pivotal parts of that work. I agree. So I'd like to dive in a little bit deeper on this while we're talking about the family, and that is to engage the family and for the family to be engaged in this. How do we how do we engage the family into this? Because and I know what you're going to pull up and say, but I think it's something that we really need to draw out here and that we need to emphasize is how the family is involved. So what advice do you give to engage the family, to have the family involved? Because every single one of us are pieces in this beautiful kingdom. And everybody brings such unique skill set to the kingdom. And that's, that's, that's so cool. And I think sometimes it's easy for us to overlook that, that some of those key players are right there. Right in, right, the in core, front of you. Right, in, right in the core group of your family. We're searching for these, these rock stars and core team members. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? They're probably living in your home. Yep. And, and I think that it's, it, you know, the one thing is, is, is discipleship, right, with your own family. If we're going to disciple others, it starts right there in the home uh, with our own families. And as we do that, we, we begin to learn. So it's engaging, engage. Okay, I, I'm going to back up. Discipleship is not just Bible study and teaching That's right. kids or family wife about the Bible. Yeah. It's, it's walking with them through how to live out the scripture mm-hmm. and let and modeling that for them so they see that, but then allowing them to then model what they saw and what they read and what yeah. they've studied, and then you providing them feedback on how they modeled that. Now that's the discipleship model that Jesus used, right? He would he would say, so he would teach, yep, and then and then he would show, mm-hmm. he would do, and then he would send. That's right. right? He would send them to do it. Yep. And then he would bring them back and give them feedback, blunt, honest feedback. Yes. Like, 
He called one a devil one time. <laughs> yeah. He called. He, he, he told him another time, you guys don't have any faith. You, yeah. you, you don't have any. And then another time he said, you know, yeah, I know. You guys couldn't cast out those devils. I'm sorry. But listen, sit down. I want to give you feedback. You didn't fast and pray. No, you don't know what men are spiritual. Yeah, another, <laughs> another time. Another time they came back and he and they were all shouting and rejoicing and having a great time and just, man, we're, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. And Jesus said, you guys are idiots. <laughs> you know, he may not use that word. But, yeah, but, probably not. But here's what he did. He said, you guys are rejoicing because the devils are subject to you. Yep. Stop it. Yeah. Rejoice because your name is written. Don't you love that, though? That blunt just boom. But, but that's what he did. He didn't just I, I sit and teach them Bible, Bible verses. Yeah. He taught them how to live. Yeah. So you, years ago, you coined the phrase straight juice. <laughs> straight <laughs> Jesus juice. would give them straight juice. This is it. <laughs> this is it. And I... I, I personally like that. I like for you to just give give it to me just like that. I want this. I want that straight juice. And I think that if we will do that with our families as well, I think I think that we if we don't do that, I think we miss great right. opportunities because right. if we can't help in the family itself, how mm-hmm. in the world are we going to help in the yep. kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. And what that does is that that's taking them from babes to making them right. more mature adults in Christ. So the critical part of what you just said, Anthony, for me is that, you know, both, both of our sons are involved in, in ministry yep. and both of our daughters are involved in ministry. Yep. And, um, but the one, one key thing I can say, knowing you and, and knowing Heather and I's relationship with Jackson and Jaylee, um, is, is this, we, we don't push, no certain roles on them you no. have to be this or you have to be a pastor you have to be no. a preacher you have to be here's what we here's what we share with them you seek the face of god mm-hmm. not for a title a role or Ooh. or or some kind of recognition you seek seek god ask him what you can do because and here's what we do with 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 our, our families is there is no insignificant position or work or service in the kingdom of God. Yep. If, if, if what you do isn't on the stage, that's okay. Yeah. Find, let's find your gift. Let's find what God has uniquely placed in your life. Yep. And my job as your father, my job as, as your the one who's discipling you is to find a way to help you put Christ on display through the gift that he gave you. I, I think one of the most amazing things that I've seen in these four that you're talking about, the Jackson, Jaylee, Abby, Zach, is the fact of how great they are at outreach. I would have never dreamed that. And I look back at myself (laughs) when I was young. If I was doing some of the things that they do for God— I would I would have I, I would have had myself in the way, mm-hmm. but when they step out in outreach ministry, you can give them a bouquet of flowers and say, "Hey, go hit the parking lot today and just hand out flowers to mothers to, to mothers and just tell them that you love them and you're praying for them." Man, they'll come back with prayer requests. They'll come back with testimonies because they they engage and, and you'll they catch ca- them and you'll catch them across the parking lot praying with absolutely. And I, yeah. I, it blows my mind. Yeah. It blows my mind to see them in action like that. And then when they come back, I love the debrief. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the most fun things is, hey, we met such and such over here, this, this, and that, and mm-hmm. that. 
So cool for the family to be engaged and so important. I'm glad that we drilled down on that. You got anything else you want to say about no, that? Oh, yeah. I, I think just to, just to kind of button up a, a comment I made just a minute ago, and that is, is it is it not putting pressure on them to, to perform or, no, or, right. or, or what is? It says, hey, you, listen, you, you may not be on, on stage. You may not be, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to let you grow in Christ at, at, and, and you, you play your role and, and that is fine, but it's not, it's not this, this heaviness. And I've seen it before where a young person had this heaviness on them because yeah. they're trying to fit a certain mold or, or live up to the legacy of their, their family or their father or their mother. Mm-hmm. And it's just this heaviness. And so we'll just go ahead and, and rip that bandaid off with, with our families. And so as we're church planting, I want to sum this up. They're not in the peripheral. They're right in the middle of it. Yeah. But they don't have the pressure. Right? Be careful. Do, don't allow the pressure uh, and to protect them from that as the leader, from the pressures of, of, of all that. The devil's going to do, do enough to them uh, through, through time. But then, <laughs> but then you know, they're, they're critically involved in our role as leaders because is we're going to lead the church. Yeah. If we're going to lead the church, we got to first lead the family. That's scripturally based And if there, I can't buddy. lead the family, <laughs> then I can't lead the church. I wonder where you got that from. That sounds so, biblical to the, me. <laughs> and the divorce rate, the divorce rate, uh, you know, for for those in the ministry are, is, is very, very high. And, yeah. and, and if you've ever, if you're listening and you've been a you know, victim of that situation, um, you know, a prayers go out to you. That's not a, I'm not, that's not a negative thing no. towards anyone at all. That's just the reality that, that, yep. that the enemy attacks the family because that's, yep. as goes the family, so goes the church. Well, what do the, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the greatest creations that the Lord had made was the family, mm-hmm. the man and the woman and the family. And what has Satan been trying to destroy from that moment in the garden on mm-hmm. the family? Yeah. If you want to yep. break the farm, yep. you want to break the farm. Break the farmer. You want to break the farmer, break the farmer's family. Yep. As goes the family, so goes the farm. And it's tough. And I mean, hey, guys, ministry, being involved in it like that, I mean, it it requires a lot. It requires a lot. And let's be honest, the people that we meet, they require a lot. They want a lot of your time. Mm -hmm. They really do. They expect you to sacrifice yourself for them. And I think sometimes that comes at the cost of the family. I yeah. think I think the family definitely takes a hit on that aspect. And so many ministers, Anthony, wear that as a as a badge of honor. Yeah. It, and 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 that's I I want to give a solemn warning against that. I agree right with now. that. It's not a badge of honor that no. my family hasn't seen me in a week. No, it's, it's not. It's not a badge of honor that that I spend I work seventy hours a week uh, on a job and in the ministry. That's not a badge of honor that I'm busy. Because, you know, and, 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 and we fall victim to this. There's so many pressures in the ministry and, and so many of the pressures are not really should never have ever been there in the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's the pressure of the peers and those who's looking out from the outside in. Are they being successful or not? And there's this constant pressure of am, <laughs> am I am I looking like a fool here? Uh, how do people perceive me? And, and I, I think there's a probably in a whole nother podcast talk on, on not dealing, you know, dealing Amen, with those emotions buddy. Yep. Uh, my, and those My favorite is, is, is your little church doing okay? <laughs> there's going to be folks that'll say, how's your little church? How's that little church of yours going? <laughs> Honey, they ain't no little church. <laughs> it's, That's it's a, his. It's his church. Oh my uh, goodness. But, but, but Oof. protect, uh, you know, pr- 
protect your family. And yes. And as we're thinking about church planting, it's 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 make make sure making sure they're a part of it, but not so much that you're burning out little kids. Kids need to be kids. Yeah, they do. You know, I I've seen families before make ministers out of 10 year olds i'm not saying god didn't call them i'm and jackson was eight when he first how, how, how old was that he I mean, was about eight too well what we could have done right then in that moment is went ahead and said okay we're gonna we're gonna put them on the road and we're gonna we're gonna force them <laughs> you, you see it i mean there, there's certain you ones do. that, that you, they try to make them circuit rider preachers at eight years old and they got all this stress and pressure and they sit and cry yeah. and jackson fell victim to to some of that is is all these people were coming to him like, oh, yeah, this is. And he he, he broke down, you know, like, like the pressure. Like yeah. he, you know, one day I was I walked up to the to the kitchen and he was sitting at the table. And, you know, this kid's 13 years old and he's sitting there stressed. And I'm like, what's going on, dude? You're, yeah. You know, and he was stressed over, you know, pressure that he had on him yep. to to perform, mm-hmm. to, to preach a message that was coming up. And so. I said, dude, 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 no, no, stop, stop right now. Let's sit down at the table. I looked across. I said, the stress isn't isn't if you if you're good enough or if people's going to think highly of you. Here's here's the pressure. You got God's word in your hand. That's right, buddy. And it's a sword, and you're being careful with that sword because it could do great, great, enormous damage. Yep. And it could also do great surgical operation and perform miracles. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to stress as long as you're submitted. You submit to the Holy Spirit. You ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you, and you baptize yourself in that, and then you the stress is off of you. The pressure's on him. It's not your prerogative. It's not your it's not your uh, uh, strength that's going to push this through. It is his. So it's it's a it's a thing of surrender. So so guys, in that moment, I caught it, right? Don't don't be don't go to sleep on the pressure that's going to be on your family yeah. and the external pressures that are on them. And, and don't not take care of them and lay them on the altar of something called ministry and then, and then think that that's just the way it is. Because if you look around, that's the norm. Yeah. Even though it's the norm, it's not what God intended no. at all. And, and, and you know, there's a lot of people that will come against them against the kids as well. And that, that, they don't mean anything by it. It's just they're, it's, I don't, I, I can't understand. I, it's a definitely an attack of the enemy when they'll come against, they'll come against the kids and it's almost like they're waiting for them to fail so they can point their finger and say, I knew they wouldn't make it. I knew that wouldn't work. I knew that ministry would fail. <laughs> There's always going to be a naysayer. There's always going to be a naysayer, but the biggest thing is is to keep your family close. Yeah. Make time for your family. Love your family. Hold your family. Lift them up to God. Pray together as a family unit seeking the face of God that the Lord would lead God and direct you in everything that you're doing with God being at the forefront of your eyes, the forefront of your mind, and letting Him be your primary focus. Let the distractions of the world die and focus on Christ. And and because if this ain't going, if, if the family's not in, if they're not bought in, if they're not on board with the vision, brother, I don't know how you're even going to make it. I really don't. It's going to be it's going to be miserable. Yeah. I mean, absolutely miserable. So you're thinking about planting, right? One of the first things you think about is a core team. Well, the the nucleus of the core is the family. It is. So 
before I start assembling in large groups and, and pulling together plans and developing logos and hmm. trying to find the building, it's spending a lot of quality time together yeah. with the family to say, guys, let's count the cost. Yeah. Let's count the cost because uh, here's here's the, and I, I'm just going to share with you a couple things. We're gonna we're actually had planned on doing a whole lot more covering a lot of more topics in this in this particular podcast. That's okay because the family we're focused on the family right yeah. now. Yeah. So here here's some of the costs that that our kids have have um, in, incurred. Right, they didn't get the large youth group experience that no. that a lot of kids get. That that's, uh, that's and that a was really a that point. was a price. That and, was a huge price. And and so they didn't get this this uh, all the all the, the the weekly parties and things with with forty or fifty kids that are just you know that they didn't get that. But what they did get is boot camp for life. They are able to evangelize the gospel and um, share Christ clearly and concisely. Mm-hmm. Now that may miss a lot of pizza parties. Right. And so, but those as kids are big deals. Those, those social events. Now we have pizza every week. I mean, something every week, but what I'm, I think you know what I'm saying when I say they missed all the pizza parties. They do. Those social gatherings. Right. So what, what we had to be intentional about though, is to keep our kids social. Right. Our youth group is growing and, and, but our, we find that our kids are serving more than they're being served. It's true. And we have to guard that. Right. So that they don't feel like they're becoming, uh, you know, uh, uh, adults before their time to be adults. They still need to be kids, right? So we have to be intentional about making sure that they have time with their peers and time away. I know Zach went to camp. That Jaylee and Jackson go to their respective camps, and mm-hmm. there's different ones. Just the socialization yeah. of, of others are and their peers, and say, "Hey, be a kid." Yeah, absolutely. They, they got to have that. They need that in their lives, and don't overlook that. As a planner, don't overlook that aspect. There's many good camps, many good organizations that have really good camps for kids that they can go to and be part of. And maybe there's a night during the week that a youth group meets that maybe you're not meeting, and that's mm-hmm. a great opportunity for them to go and be part of that. Yep. Don't be don't be <clears throat> offended by that nope. or feel like you're losing something there. I think that's wonderful. Yep. Let them go and be youth. Zach and Jaylee both go to a, Absolutely. a youth group through the week. Absolutely. So Jaylee's my daughter. Zach is yours. Yep. Jelly goes to New Life, and Zach goes to Oak Hill. Oak Hill Baptist. That's Oak right. Hill Baptist. Jelly yep. goes to New Life. Uh, New Life down in Ferguson. And yep. guess what? We're okay with it. Absolutely, I'm proud and of. Them. I think I'm. I'm. I'm proud of them. I'm proud. Yep. Of, I thank God for those ministers. Absolutely, and those ministers that are serving them. Yes. And then and though and then what that does, they fill up and they're ready to serve through the rest Absolutely. of the week with journey. Yep. They love it. So it's not about competition. It's about. No. It's about completion. Ah, that's it's about it. completion. Thank God you said that. It is. If it's if if, if in your mind <clears throat> in church playing, it's about competition. You're in it for the wrong reason, honey. Yeah, I think we covered that in the first episode. We did, but it we? needed to be emphasized again. <laughs> it ain't about a competition. It's not a competition. No, it's about completion. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we we're <laughs> we're going to cover in the next episode. Um, we're going to talk about the core team. Yeah. Where, where in the world do you find them? Oh, How do boy. you organize? What, you just don't go pick up somebody off the street. What kind of what kind of <laughs> qualities and characteristics characteristics? Um, should they exhibit? What are some of those key things to what are some of the red flags 
I just, the, I like the warm the, body approach. Just the, go get you a bunch of people <laughs> just bringing me in, right? You don't agree with that? Well, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I take that as no. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's there are certain red flags that that I think we we all you know, uh, I, and I, we won't get into them. But this is a good cliffhanger for the next. It episode. is. I, I do work in uh, what some would call corporate America, and I, I serve as a healthcare executive. And and so, and as we do interviews with whether it be physicians or or leaders across the company, one of the I I, I ask some very specific questions that that draw out narcissistic behavior, and those are trick questions in the interview process. And I'm not trying to trick them, <laughs> but I'm trying to draw out. I'm trying to carve the onion down to that that to get a real sniff of who that person really, really is. And uh, boy, oh boy, there's certain ways you answer those questions that reveal narcissism. And, and what you don't need on your team is a narcissist. I hope, it's, uh, I hope in the next podcast you kind of divulge into a couple of these we're questions. Gonna, we're going to open up that can Ooh, just a little bit. So that's, that's a cliffhanger for the that next episode. But we wanted to start with the family yeah, because that's the core. That's the nucleus. Yeah. So we love you guys. We appreciate you tuning in. And uh, keep on, keep on uh, cultivating out there. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultivate Network podcast. Until next time, keep cultivating.